on today's very special episode of The One Upbeat. We finally count down the best game soundtracks of the decade. This special four-part series will cover the years 2011 to 2020 and will be a top 20 list. Today's episode will be entries number 20 to 16. So sit down, strap in, get ready for the one upbeat. Welcome back to the show. This will be part one of our four-part Best of the Decade show. But Eric, why didn't you do that last year then? Well, the truth is, I'm one of those snobs that insists the decade starts on the year one. There's no year zero, etc., etc., so here we are. This will cover the years 2011 to 2020, as mentioned before. Hopefully we got all of 2010 out of our systems last time, so let's see what a 10-year span can get us this time. Most people wouldn't recognize the first game by its actual name, and that's because it's the one game on the list that never left Japan. Gyakuten Kenji 2 was released February 3rd, 2011, and was a sequel to Gyakuten Kenji, which did come to the West as Ace Attorney Investigations' Miles Edgeworth. It's a spin-off of the beloved Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney series, where you get to finally play as the popular prosecutor Miles Edgeworth. So why did the game never come to the West? I think it's just a combination of being a low priority because of disappointing sales of the first game, and simply not fitting into the schedule. I guess when you're localizing games, sometimes you have to prioritize certain things over other things, such was the fate-free Gakuten Kenji 2. The game features the same style of music as the main Ace Attorney series, lots of investigating, lots of exciting tensions turned up to 11 during court confrontations, and just catchy music in general. The series is known for its music, and its popularity has led to many orchestral concerts, this game specifically was lucky enough to get an orchestral arrange album that came with the special edition of the game, so we're going to be playing from that album for our selections today. This is music from Gyakuten Kenji 2, with music by Noriyuki Iwadare, and it's our number 20th best game score of the decade. Please enjoy.
Jumping into the other side of the world and the other side of the decade, we're going to celebrate the music of Moss. Moss, I would say, is a pretty niche game. It's a virtual reality game available on most VR platforms, where you follow around a young mouse named Quill as he tries to rescue his uncle. Jason Graves, who you'll remember from Alpha Protocol, was brought in to write the score. The score is very different from Alpha Protocol, and it's part of the reason why Graves is such a fantastic composer worth, worth showing off so often on this show. It's a beautiful, colorful, intimate score full of lush woodwinds that suck you into the fantasy adventure world. The score won Best Music for an Indie Game at the 2019 Gang Awards, and you'll see why. Or rather, hear why. So let's not delay any longer and get straight into the music from Moss by Jason Graves, the 19th best score of the decade. Thank you. 
PlayStation 3 Uncharted trilogy concluded in 2011 with Uncharted 3 Drake's Deception. I was a big fan of the Uncharted series through this game. Many things about the series after this game were a huge disappointment for me, but that's nothing to do with this one. This one was the one with great gameplay, lots of fun, and a great score. Greg Edmondson wrote the score for the first three Uncharted games. I knew Edmondson mostly from doing the score for the TV show Firefly, which was a really fun score too. Uncharted 3 is packed with action and adventure, and the score doesn't disappoint. It uses the full range of the orchestra just like lots of old school Hollywood adventures. I really think the Uncharted trilogy does the best job of blending video games and film. You play more than enough not to get bored, and they give you enough in way of cutscenes to drive what you're doing within the story without feeling like you might as well just watch the game instead. It's a fine line to cross that I feel like a lot of games in the last decade have a lot of trouble with. Our selections begin with this game's recording of the series' main theme, Nate's Theme. The version on this soundtrack is very directly called Nate's Theme 3.0. It's an instantly recognizable tune that's warm and familiar when you hear it again and you're about to embark on the next leg of your adventure. From there, the score doesn't really waste your time. It's not doing the typical Hollywood droning on or all ambience. There's almost always movement, and there is always action, and there's always emotion. Frankly, this score is one of the better Hollywood-esque scores in the last 10 years, regardless of genre. I'm sure you'll agree as you listen to selections from Uncharted 3 with music by Greg Edmondson.
Final Fantasy XIV went through quite the journey throughout its life, including a complete rebirth. The original version released in 2010, but it ended up being a disaster for a lot of reasons. Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn was a complete reboot and relaunch of the game, released in 2013. While one of the big selling points of the original version was the return of series legend Nobuo Uematsu, he didn't return for the reboot. The game's young sound director, Masayoshi Soken, writes the vast majority of the music for the main game, and all its expansions. He's become a real fan favorite over the years for his work on the game, and for good reason. It's just an endless stream of fantastic music, 
both soothing and beautiful as well as epic and exciting. There's been numerous live performances and arrangement albums of his music for the game, and today's selection comes from 2019's Final Fantasy XIV Orchestral Arrangement Album Volume 2, performed by the Tokyo Philharmonic Orchestra. This album was recorded at the Tokyo Opera City Concert Hall and was conducted by Hirofumi Kurita. So let's not waste any more time and enjoy the fantastic, and I'd say very underrated, outside of the game's fan base, score to Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, with music by the up-and-coming Masayoshi Soken.
We've sadly already come to the end of today's show, but we have three more parts to go, so look out for them. They'll be coming very soon. So now we'll do number 16. Final Fantasy fit. Wait, another Final Fantasy? That's right. We're revisiting Yoko Shimomura's stunning score to the 15th mainline Final Fantasy entry. It was really hard to try to compare this to 14's score, but I think this one narrowly edges out 14 for me. It was such a long time coming, it was such a massive work with emotion, characters, major set pieces, and it spans such a wide world of sounds and style. When I started this list of the best of the decade, I made a rule. The idea was that if it couldn't bring you another little suite of music from the game without repeating tracks from the last time, when I highlighted it, then it probably shouldn't be on this list in the first place. If it doesn't have more than 15 minutes of, of great music, then how could it be the best of the decade? I was admittedly a little worried about this score for a while because the highlights we played last time are such highlights, trying to replace them is really hard. But listening again, not only is this score so great and profound that I can't not include it, but with a little more not being lazy on my part, it turned out to be super easy to feature more music. There's even rearrangements in here that are worth highlighting, like the instrumental version of the score's main theme, which was performed by a solo vocalist last time, and the nighttime version of the Overworld Waltz. When, while we were on a rearrangement run, I decided to end the suite on the Final Fantasy XV version of the Final Fantasy series main theme by Uematsu, only arranged by the Final Fantasy XV composers this time. It's a great nostalgic way to finish off our very extensive coverage of this game, and I do strongly believe it was worth the super in-depth look that we've given it. The game might not have stood the test of time and didn't make the impact on gaming nor the Final Fantasy fanbase like it should have, but I hope the score ultimately will, because it sure as hell deserves it. That'll do it for this episode. Please be sure to tune in next time for entries 15 to 11 on the list. Until then, keep on keeping on.
Thank you for tuning in to the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. I want to thank Tim Burden for providing his voice for all the bumpers and stingers you hear throughout the program, and David Cosina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's theme music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media at Sound Radio on Twitter and Cinematic Sound on Facebook. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment right now to rate the show and write a brief review. Reviews help introduce potential listeners to the show. And while you're at it, head over to Tee Public to get a Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt. And don't forget to check out Cinematic Sound Radio at cinematicsound.net. <laughs>